0: You're listening to the Comic Book Informer Podcast with Vincent Raj, a podcast for everyone from comic nerds to comic noobs. You know who you are. Now here's your host, Raj.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to issue 144 of the Comic Book Informer Podcast coming to you on December 29th. It is time for our year-end wrap-up. Raj, how much did you remember and how much did you have to get a refresher on?
0: I researched, so I'm ready. Okay. I took some notes. I,
1: I, I came up with my own list. Was like, okay. This is all the stuff. And then I went and looked at some other people's list and went, oh yeah, I forgot that one. Oh, I
0: didn't go on anybody else's list. I just went to our site and I went through the podcast to remember everything <laughs> we talked about.
1: And I was like, okay,
0: all right. I think I'm all
1: right. <laughs> you're asking a lot. Uh, listen if you look at the show notes, it's listed as best of twenty fifteen that we can remember i yeah. actually I didn't even look at the show notes <laughs> that is how pro we are oh well, yeah, we're compared to a lot of other comic sites and podcasts. we're hardly professional. We don't read everything, and our opinions very wildly, not just amongst uh, the general populace, but between each other. So there's not going to be a best of, there's not going to be a ranking. It's just a discussion of what was most memorable for us this year. And starting with Marvel, I liked a lot from Marvel this year, but I didn't really love A lot from Marvel this year, like even comics that I've adored and still think are quite good and continue to read, you know, a lot of the X-Men stuff, Spider-Man, Thor, for that matter. They were good, but. I was kind of just reading them almost on momentum, like I enjoyed them. I still continue to read them, but I didn't have the same kind of joy that I had in previous years. I think it's because of the events.
0: Mm hmm. For the most part, because the only event that I gave a rat's ass about this year was Spider Verse, and the rest of the events, both for Marvel as well as DC's Convergence, I really didn't care about. Like you, still have enjoyed Secret Wars, even though some of it has not been the best in your opinion yes. necessarily. You've still overall have been enjoying that event.
1: I but haven't, I haven't at all. enjoyed it as much as I think I should have, based on the scheduling issues and all the disaster that it's turned out to be that's neither here nor there for me three months ago
0: (laughs) yeah neither here nor there for me i i just haven't enjoyed it at all so for me when you're looking at the importance of that event to not then be able to enjoy it is a big thing and because of the impact that that event has had across all of the Marvel line, that then means that you're screwed for a number of months. There might still be some good stories that come out, but there's also going to be a lot of stuff that even if it's good and well-written because of the content and the topic that you're not interested in, and by you, I mean me, then it still is something that I really, I don't care. I'm not invested in this at all. So that had a huge, huge impact. But I mean, look at the flip side of that coin. Like I said, with Spider Verse, how much I loved that event and how even tie-ins that weren't as strong or series that I n- might not necessarily have been that crazy about because of the strength of the event and how invested I was in it, I still was loving all of those tie-ins.
1: Yeah, and like I really look at it with Secret Wars is what did we lose because of Secret Wars? We've gone most of the year without a Miles Morales comic because of it, because they had to end it before Secret Wars started and Secret Wars still hasn't ended. So they can't launch the new Miles Morales comic yet because they'll apparently ruin the ending of Secret Wars. So I,
0: <sighs> well, we just saw him in ultimate end, the last issue of ultimate end. And it was funny because everybody's making a big deal. It's like, it's Spider-Man's like, Listen to this kid, and and I, I trust him. Hold on, I'm going. We haven't seen him in forever. Like seriously, come <laughs> on, people! <laughs> like you can't pretend like he's important, which he should be, because yeah, you haven't used he probably him. He
1: would have been a lot more important five months ago when that comic was supposed to
0: come. Yeah, out. so it, it's just again, it's the the scheduling and how they've worked with their um, the different writers editors in order to make the event something that is cohesive on time and everything is such a mess that even if you're enjoying it, it's going to wind up tainting what you think of the event as a whole
1: and the the individual series. And you even look at X-Men and both of us have gone on record for years that we love the X-Men and both of us really enjoyed a lot of the stuff Bendis was doing there until it got to the time like, okay, Bendis is off and it just kind of, fizzled like an epic failure of an ending and now as much as i'm enjoying the amazing x-men it it's they like said it's fun it's interesting but i'm not as attached to it as i used to be
0: nowhere dear, and especially with the all new x-men because as much as i loved it moving forward even with the trepidations at the beginning of again that plot device that it's like oh this this could really fall flat but it was Spectacular, it was wonderful and but now it's again it 's in somebody else's hands that i don 't want to read, so i'm not reading it and that's it it kind of screws up your interest in the few series that you might actually be interested in
1: mm-hmm. see for me the stuff that 's most memorable this year out of Marvel is the stuff that was very. Off-brand, if you will, like some of the the Secret Wars stuff. Like one of my favorite comics out of Secret Wars was Weird World, and the first issue of that came out a week or two ago. And it's just – it's so different from what we've come to expect from Marvel that I, I adore it. Of course, Mike Del Mundo is – inhuman on the artwork on that it's doing a great great amount of effort but it's a lot like you know in previous years stuff like Hawkeye that was just so different from what we've come to expect it stood out and another one for me that's really stood out from Marvel this year is Angela uh, with uh, Asgard's Assassin at the beginning of the year and now that Secret Wars is over with uh, Queen of Hell or whatever it's called I forget exactly what it's titled absolutely love that comic it's not a superhero comic it's really very much a sci-fi high fantasy hybrid depending on what particular story they happen to be telling in that issue with wonderful artwork great characters and it's it's a comic that (laughs) especially since it's starring a character that's not a marvel character it doesn't feel like a marvel comic and that kind of makes it that much more special yeah
0: yeah well again going back to um, like you're saying, you like some of the tie-ins and whatnot. Even though I didn't like the event of the whole as a whole, you can't discount when a series comes out that is so spectacularly well-written that it doesn't matter where it takes place. Case in point, Old Man Logan. Mm-hmm. So here's a series that even though I <laughs> – I can't stress enough how much I dislike Segura's, <laughs> and I think that's important <laughs> to put out there. Not just a tiny little bit. I abhor this. And yet, and as I've always said, you put something in the hands of a good writer. And, and that's not even discounting like the, or discounting the the art, which was spectacular for that series. But just the good writer to tell a good story, and you can still have a winning series for someone that's not enjoying what it's all revolving around. And Old Man Logan was that for me. It was just so bloody good. Uh, Also, not nearly as good, but still very, very good Civil War. And Mm -hmm. that was one of the ones that I was kind of humming and hawing whether or not I would enjoy it and whether they would try to tie too much into the original and things like that, how well handled it would be essentially. And I thought it was fantastic. Not as good as Old Man Logan, but still damn good and there were a few other ones like that too so it, it really proved that marvel does have the writing talent on their staff to be able to do spectacular things so then when i look at how an event can become a cluster, and yes i'll bleep that out then you're looking at okay well then it's not likely to be the writer's faults but how the editors are Divvying up tasks, who gets to do what and things like that. And it's
1: I also think a lot of it is this is the year that finally made it obvious that Marvel at this point. Comics is a content farm for TV and movies now. Oh, yeah. The the, the comic side of the company is almost irrelevant in in the grand scheme of things, if you will. Yeah. But I mean, for me, though, the biggest highlight of the Marvel line this year. (laughs) Star Wars. Absolutely. Star Wars. (laughs) Damn right. I mean, I remember we were talking about when it was launching and like, man, they put all their top talent on this. They're really going hard, but it also could be set up for a big disappointment because, you know, Kieran Gillen, Jason Aaron, Mark Wade, fantastic writers, but they're, they don't, you know, they don't have a perfect batting average. And there's always, you know, something that, you know, even if it's good, not necessarily for us, some stuff that we haven't thought is all that good either, but it was like, of course, they're going to put their top talent on it, but you know, really, is this something that they want to write? Is this something they're going to be into? And they've knocked it out of the park top to bottom.
0: I wonder how much freedom they've had to tell the stories that they want to tell. Uh, it's, it's quite obvious that there still has to be guidelines of what they're allowed to tell mm-hmm. and things like that. But I think that when the writers able to bring a lot of what they want to the table to tell the story that they want to tell – And it shows in the writing and in the stories. And that's what we got here, because when you're looking at, I mean, especially we keep going back to Vader. When you're looking at the stories that were told in Vader, when you're looking at not just the overarching story, but each individual issue, when you're looking at the characterizations, the the interpersonal relationships between each of the characters and things like that, and then how it all tied in with the other series as well. That is the shining example of how you can have a writer create something that they're passionate about while still working well with the other writers in order to create a cohesive storyline moving forward for a quote unquote event like Vader down and things like that. That's the example they need to use whenever they want to do any other events for Marvel's because
1: because it just worked spectacularly well. It doesn't hurt that the two comics were probably the best that they've put out this year as well. I mean, it's 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 a small crossover. It's not like the big line. One no, no, I know. Either, but it's yeah. still
0: it, it's important that it, it all fit in perfectly as well. Same with all of the other ones, whether it's Leia or Lando. Lando was spectacular. Lando was a revelation. <laughs> it was wonderful. And and again, when you're looking at how they all still work together in that universe so perfectly and you never doubt for one moment what's taking place when you never doubt for one instant the characters and them not being true to who they are and things like that it just worked so well and what it did is it got me very very excited for the prospect of them working on series that take place in Other timelines, Mm -hmm. be it the Clone Wars timeline. Oh, my God. I would love to have a series with Ahsoka being the, the earlier Ahsoka or the one that we're now seeing in Rebels and things like that. I would love to see them tackle some of the characters from the, the, um, the old Republic as well, which is Bioware's domain for the most part for their games, but they should still be able to use those characters and the storylines that happen in that time to create some really good comics as well. Like there's so many possibilities of things that they could do that would be a ton of fun to read. And now that we know they can handle it with grace and really keep us interested. Now I want to see what they can do with all these other timelines as well.
1: Yeah. It makes sense. You start with the core, you know, Luke on Leia Vader. And as those prove to be more and more successful and they're top sellers every month, not just because it's star Wars. Yes. Brand recognition goes a long way, but they would not be selling as well as they are. If they weren't also really, really good comics. I agree. I agree. Because you know what? Those Dark Horse Star Wars comics didn't sell all that great. <laughs> yeah. They were they were good. Some of them were quite good, but brand recognition only gets you so far.
0: Yeah, I agree. They,
1: they were by far among
0: the strongest things written this year and some of the best characters as well.
1: Yeah, and not just Vader, not just oh, Leia, yeah. but I mean – yeah, Triple O. Yeah, Triple Zero. Wins. Um, what's her name from Princess Leia, the pilot? I forget her name right now. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Hans Wife. Wife. Yeah. I mean, it's they've done an amazing job expanding the universe as well.
0: Yep. Yeah. And that is the mark of, again, a really good writer where uh, a brand new character comes in. And this is what I keep saying time and time again with the idea of having continuity and death that matters where the emphasis then is on the writer to be good at their job and get you invested immediately in new characters. And that's what's happening here. Where now all of a sudden we really care about these people. Those goddamn robots, I swear to God, there better be a miniseries with just those two and soon because I want to read more adventures from those two.
1: And like go back to that issue where uh Vader started choking out Afra. Yeah. I mean, that really hit me because there's no safety net for these new characters either. Yeah. They're not they're not in the movies. They don't have action figures. Any one of them could go at any point and that that gives it a lot more weight to their stories as I agree. well. I agree. And
0: that's one of the things that I've loved about this as well because they are not part of that Marvel mentality of we'll just kill them and bring them back kind of thing. There is permanence and I love that. And it has made me that much more invested in each of the characters across each of these series. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I keep having to go back to the point where Myself, personally, I'm not a huge Star Wars nut. Yes, I play the game because I love the stories and I've watched the movies, but I'm not that, you know, nut that just loves everything Star Wars and is a fanatic about it. So when I'm praising something like these series, it's not because there's a preconceived notion that I'm, I'm definitely going to love it. Not at all. I'm loving it because it's so spectacularly well done.
1: Mm-hmm. But you look at the other side. I am a huge Star Wars fan, but I'm not, you know, one of those blind not fans blind, that yeah. would just love everything. I'm more critical of it because I'm a big fan, and I'm in agreement with you. Yeah, definitely. All right. Anything else Marvel related before Are you? Dude, Rocket and Groot. Oh, of course. I, I left those off my <laughs> list because I knew you were going to talk about
0: them. You yeah, have to bring that up. And and what's funny is that. If anybody's been listening to the show, but only for a little while, they would have heard me doing nothing but gush about these two. <laughs> Go back a little bit further than that. And I was the one that was making fun of Rocket and just sighing whenever anybody was talking about it. And it was like, oh, for Christ's sake, seriously, it's a raccoon. But once again, put it in a good writer's hands and a good artist. And you could have stories that are Amazing, not just a ton of fun to read, but also just at times poignant. And Rocket was that. Rocket was just one of those series that issue to issue, I could not wait for the next the next story or the continuation of the story. And when Groot came out, I kind of had my doubts again because how much can you do with it? And every issue. Proved me wrong, proved that there is so much that you can do when someone is creative, whether we're talking about the images in the text, which I never would have thought of. And I'm like right and left brain together kind of thinking guy when I'm doing stuff. And that was just, I looked at that and went, that is brilliant. That was brilliant to try to do that. And the stories as well. And go back a few issues where I talked about the last issue, or I should say last Few episodes to the last issue that I read of Groot, which is one of my favorites, possibly my favorite of the year, just because it was so impactful in how the story was told. Like those two series were among my favorites from Marvel for the year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we can't not talk also, even just briefly, to praise both Nova and Miss Marvel as well.
1: Yes, yes, of course. I mean, those
0: were just. Again, looking at series where they took kids and instead of making it that stereotypical melodramatic bullshit, they made it wonderful, awe inspiring.
1: Even especially in Ms. Marvel, there's a lot of like the interpersonal relationships between the teens, both romantic and not, but it works. It's not not, not not talking down to it. Going, oh God, here, you know, oh, here's the love triangle. No, it's like, oh, OK, that's well, the new stuff too that you're seeing yeah. where, again,
0: there is that new character as well and addressing things. Miss Marvel has addressed a lot, but not just racial stuff and, and things like that and different nationalities, but the new stuff with the girlfriend, which is a little bit overweight. And and even just a few comments, which like, no, don't be that person where you're making fun of that and different things. And you're going like, this series is so good and it's important and it's well done and. It needs to keep going on, and luckily it is selling very well and is Mm -hmm. hugely popular. But, I mean, compare that to what is being written in Spider-Gwen or Silk, both characters that we both love, but it's such a different type of story that's told. I don't believe there's ever going to be anything in either Silk or Spider-Gwen, especially not Gwenpool, that is (laughs) impactful, that has importance. It might be entertaining and good, Mm -hmm. but nowhere near the weight of what we've seen in Ms. Marvel. And that's why that series needs to keep going. That's sad because Silk was getting close to that. It could have been. And It it. it,
1: it trailed off. Yeah,
0: I agree. I agree. And then Nova, it's that kid who is being so much more than just, again, the stereotypical kid that is going to be melodramatic and moody and everything else, but rising to... Every occasion as best he can. Failing, yes, but still trying and everything else. Nova was a spectacular series as well. Mm -hmm. One last one for Marvel. I know you didn't really read it, but I did and loved it, was Black Widow. And this is another one where, again, we need more series with female protagonists that are, even if they're flawed, whatever. They have to be well-written, and the Black Widow series was really quite good. I enjoyed it a lot because you got to see different sides of the character, and it wasn't just what we've seen in the movies, and it was a character that is flawed but has so much more to her, and then on top of that, the art in that series was among the best that I saw all year as well. Black Widow was definitely worth reading.
1: I I didn't stop reading it because it was bad. I just kind of lost track of it. and haven't There's ca- only so much up. you can read.
0: I know. I agree. I agree. There's so uh, I'm behind on series that I, it's embarrassing that I'm not caught up on these, but it's, we only have so much time. Mm-hmm. So that's it for Marvel
1: for me. All right, then well, moving on to DC. I think it'll be a much shorter, a a shorter discussion <laughs> because for the vast majority of the year, the only DC stuff I was interested in was Batman. And I've always joked that, man, Half of what DC's publishing is Batman, but 90% of what DC's publishing that's good <laughs> is Batman. Mm-hmm. I mean, not just the core series in Detective Comics, but a lot of the uh, related series. Gotham Academy, Gotham by Midnight, We Are Robin, Batman Beyond. It's the only DC stuff I read for most of the year. I would toss it Injustice. Yes. Injustice. In fact,
0: I would say Injustice was still the best thing they wrote all year. They put out all year. I I'm I put it above the Batman stuff. It's a stuff discussion, yeah. Because, again, I, I, we, I, I, we I talked about the new Batman exactly. stuff and I'm not as crazy about it yes, as you are. Yes,
1: Batman has not been as good at the end of the year as it was at the beginning.
0: But Injustice was consistently great. There were a few issues that were a little, mm, but consistently throughout was still really above uh, above the bar. The only thing that I would say would be the Batman Beyond stuff. But even then, the Batman Beyond stuff, and I'm a huge Batman Beyond. Obviously, look at our freaking theme for this show. (laughs) Huge Batman Beyond fan. I, it wasn't as impactful, the new stuff, as what we got in the last version. Oh, absolutely. Which saw Babs and everything that was going on there and the revelation of her and, and Bruce being together and the... Lost Child and all of that. I don't know when that ended. I I don't know if that was the beginning of this year or last I year. I think
1: it might have been last year.
0: So that was so amazing. That then, when you compare it to what we were getting now,
1: without McGinnis, which is huge. That's if you had told me they're publishing a Batman Beyond comic without Terry McGinnis, I, I would have kicked you out of the room. Yeah, and and
0: and they shouldn't be. I I'm sorry, but. Okay, they should not be publishing this without McGinnis. and all they've done is they've removed uh, a fantastic character with in order to put characters that are more known quote-unquote
1: and and yet it's resulted I don't know. in a few I would put Tim Drake that, well, that much higher over Terry McGinnis who knows Tim Drake never had his own animated series
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying so yeah. I think that they th- they believe it's probably a safer bet I don't know but I think it was a wrong choice. I need. I think they need to reboot this back to McGinnis and I'd be all right with a reboot at this point of that series.
1: Well, I mean, there's still an awful lot they're doing there with Terry's brother and, you know, all the still other, enough. yeah, I I'm I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt because it's only been what five issues. 5 or 6? I can't remember yeah, exactly. 5 but, or 6. So yeah, I mean there's I, there's a lot of story left to tell. It's yeah. I in, I'm not lying though that this And the is, story we are getting is good, so I'm not going to
0: complain. It's good but it's not like absolutely amazing. It's if, mm-hmm. if again, we if we compare to the best of what we saw from um the stuff last version, it's not even remotely close. I I not even remotely close to that stuff. So I I seriously think they, they need to reboot that series, mm-hmm. but that's just me. You are right, though, about like Gotham Academy was another one that Gotham we could Gotham Academy is
1: easily my favorite DC comic this year. Yeah, it's it, it's towards the top of mind as well. But if you remember our discussion from a few weeks ago, we had the revelation of the new Justice League <laughs> and the stuff they've been doing lately in that comic yeah. is, again, amongst the best comics in all comics, let alone DC. But as I said, Dark Side War has been so fantastic for me personally. It's really restored a lot of my faith in the brand. Yeah. Because prior to that, Justice League, it was just something that existed, especially because there's so many Justice League comics out there. Like, it's not like Avengers. Every Avengers comic is unique. Every Justice League comic is basically the same seven characters. <laughs> So it's it, it's kind of overkill for me, but Dark Side War has been phenomenal.
0: I will say, too, that the Justice League 3000 stuff from earlier in the year.
1: When it started off, yeah.
0: Spectacular. Well worth going back and reading those issues. It's trailed off, not nearly as good, but the stuff earlier in the year was a lot of fun to read. Mm-hmm.
1: Parting thoughts for DC? Uh,
0: I think that's it. All right, then. I- Unless we're talking about stuff we hated are we gonna do that later?
1: Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll save that for later. Okay, end. all right. Yeah. All right. Save your vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But for me, Image has absolutely been my go-to for the year. Like it used to be I was really excited for X-Men, really excited for Spider-Man, and the other stuff was also good. But every week this year, there's just great stuff coming out from Image. I mean, just starting with the comics that really kicked off this year. Monstrous. Autumn Lands, Descender, Bitch Planet, I Hate Fairyland. Rat Queens, All five of those are must reads. And Rat Queens. Yes, but that didn't start this. No, year. I know, but it doesn't that's matter. Rat the next, Queens. That's the next chapter of Rat discussion. Queens. And, well, yeah, you look at the ongoings <laughs> this year. Invincible, Sex Criminals, Wicked and the Divine, Wayward Rat Queens. I, without a doubt, those are the first comics I read the weeks that they're out because I cannot wait for the new issues.
0: I, I I agree with you completely. I think that this is this was the year that image, while maybe not in sales, but in quality of what is they're being catching put up, up. I'll tell you that much. Bullshit. They didn't just catch up. They passed. They they easily passed um, DC in my opinion, and I'm are not talking numbers. No, no, no. Okay, yeah, I'm talking in terms of quality. Oh, uh, they, quality, no doubt. Uh, past DC and are on par with Marvel, if not above them in some weeks be, just because of what is being put out. I mean, again, look at something like I Hate Fairyland, <laughs> which is a ridiculous series, but it's so goddamn good. It is so good, every issue and a ton of fun to read. And then look at stuff um, like Saga, which is still very good, even though I have issues with certain things that sometimes appear and whatnot, Is still so unbelievably good to read rat queens is in a league all its own (laughs) pretty much i i that's how it's, it's not just me who feels that we rat queens is just one of those what the hell how how did this come to be and it better not stop and bitch planet i've said it before and i'll say it again is one of those few series i can look at and say this is important it's. Mm-hmm. We need this right now. We well, need a lot of people reading this. It's actually important in our time.
1: We're getting a lot of that from Image this year. Of course, Bitch Planet for you know its gender roles and the way we see women in society. But look at Invincible and the stuff it did with Mark and the sexual assault. Yeah. Oh. Look yeah. Look at yeah. sex criminals and what it's done with you know mental health issues. Uh, Wicked and the Divine with online harassment. Wayward with self-harm. I mean, there's a lot of really important issues that... I mean, Bitch Planet wears that flag proudly of what it represents, but there's a lot of great commentary and social issues that are being handled very deftly and bringing a lot of things to light in what Image has been publishing this year.
0: And I think it's because... These writers, these creators, were they to take those ideas to the big two would probably be told, no, we can't do that.
1: Yeah, we can't for, take that chance.
0: For whatever reason. We we can't tell that story with Spider-Man. Yeah. So instead, take it to Image, who puts it out, and we wind up with these stories that are, again, and I'm not saying it lightly, that are important. In the same way the different literature – in traditional book forms, certain books are important for you to read at a certain time in your life. And moving forward, there's different comic books that are now being put out, which present different issues like this, where it's going to help people who are either going through it or are is going to educate, to a certain degree, other people so they have a slightly better understanding of these things as well. And... That's important. We need so much more of that. Images got this year so much of my respect for what they've
1: done. Mm-hmm. On top of all that, though, this was also the year where after a monumental run of 100 issues, we finally got to the end of Skull Kickers. Huh. <laughs> it, I had to bring it up, Roger.
0: <laughs> I've actually I've got my list. I'm looking at it right now like different things that I love, dislikes. And TV because we got to talk about some of the TV shit as yep. well.
1: And After we know what the actual. Complexes. No, no, I know, I know, but it was like,
0: I got Samurai Jack, Wayward, and Skull Kickers, and a sad face. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no sad face on Wayward. Not yet. Wayward
0: yet, but it's in that group, and I'm afraid that the same thing's gonna happen for that. <laughs> He's been hurt enough. <laughs> I, oh damn you, <laughs> damn you Jim, but yeah, I mean. Samurai Jack was among my favorite for the year as well mm-hmm. and also one of my biggest disappointments in terms of just it ending and, and the, the sadness that there isn't enough support and sales for him to have continued with this for so, so much longer. That is so disappointing. I, I, it's one of those things that I would have liked to have seen him go for years with this because he was doing such a great job.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that leads into the next topic I want to bring up, which is IDW and their handling of their licensed properties. Yep. We just talked about Samurai Jack, but Transformers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Star Trek. I mean, IDW really showed this year what can be done with licensed properties because there's definitely an opinion in some areas of the comics industry that licensed properties are—it's you know, a cop out. It's uh, you're collecting a paycheck, you know, writing someone else's story, but. IDW showed this year. Yes, it's someone else's characters. You're basically just licensing the property. But the stories you can tell with that license, if you put effort into it, again, Ninja Turtles was one of the best comics this year. Again, it has been for several years. I just talked about a couple weeks ago, the ridiculous storytelling that's going on in freaking Transformers. We gushed about Samurai Jack for months on end. So if you take a writer who really wants to write those properties and give them reign to do so. I mean, it's not just collecting a paycheck. You're, you're doing, you're, you're writing your work of art just in somebody else's universe. And there's nothing to be uh, disappointed in with that. The stuff.
0: And, and this is what kills me too, because again, it goes back to having a, a good writer who is really invested in it. If someone had told me that they wanted to do a crossover with Star Trek and the Green Lantern Corps, I would have kind of went, "Okay, I could see how you can make Theoretically, it work." Yeah, I could see it, and I and I could see how you could really have fun. But I highly doubt anybody will tackle this with the the. Reverence is the wrong word, <laughs> but for lack of a better one, the reverence it deserves. Respect. And and they did. I loved it. And there was other ones as well. I mean, look at the X-Files crossover stuff, mm-hmm. which while silly, they made it work. Not every issue, but most
1: of them. And it was a ton of fun to read. Same thing when they crossed over Ghostbusters and the Ninja Turtles. Like, yeah. okay, that's a stupid idea, but – Man, you can, it was fun. You can it was make great it work and have shoots. a lot of
0: fun. Yeah. So there were a lot of things like that, that I really enjoyed when you can either look at it and say, okay, I'm going to really, really work hard at delivering an Epic storyline here that can be impactful, or I can just have a ton of fun, but it still has to be well-written. And we saw a lot of that. I mean, look at all the Sherlock stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Uh. The which I'm hoping we're going to be talking about. That I assume soon it'll enough. be on one of the one of my probably zero, yeah. episodes, yeah. <laughs> and because I mean, again, really well done. And then flip that to the other stuff that is just plain fun, but still well written. They they've really done very well as well this year.
1: Mm-hmm. And for me, I I know you haven't been reading them. I've been really impressed by Valiant this year as well. They're a company that continues to improve year over year. I liked them a couple years ago. I really liked them last year. I'm really starting to fall in love with the company. And their focus on just the way they're telling their stories. It's not... They're not beholden to, oh, we have to publish, you know, a hundred issues of this. We're going to tell the story for as long as the story lasts, and if it reaches an ending point, we'll end it and move on. Those characters are still around. We can bring them back. We can give them another mini-series because it's, it's not like Marvel where, okay, this is a Marvel comic or this is a DC comic. What they're doing with genres and doing horror comics, supernatural comics, comedies, romances, I mean – we talked about um, Dr. Mirage back at the beginning of this year. Dr. Mirage was one of my favorite comics this year, period. So it, I'm really uh, happy to see them continue to grow, continue to expand, doing things their way, and it's working. Cool. And then I also wanted to give a little bit of recognition to comics for everyone that aren't Vincent Mirage. <laughs> comics that a lot of people absolutely love. We're just not that into stuff like uh, all Archie. ages comics, stuff like Batgirl, Squirrel Girl, Gem and the Holograms, Lumberjanes, Archie. None of those really appealed to us, but people absolutely adore it. I can't take anything away or some of like some of the DC stuff, Midnighter, uh, Omega men, Grayson. I don't like those comics at all, but there are people who are really into them. I, people who like it They're it's getting, they're getting a lot of recognition for being well-written, especially Midnighter starring a, homosexual male character. That's great. It's the only comic I can think of from a major company that does that. So I'll respect that. Absolutely. Same reason I respect Angelo over on the Marvel side. So just because we're not mentioning a comic doesn't mean we think it sucks. There are idiots that actually like Daredevil and think
0: it's fantastic. Speaking of things that we think of suck that Uh, suck, Roger, go ahead. I mean, Jesus, there are people (laughs) who like Daredevil and I don't want to name names, But there are people who really are a little head over heels over this crap. I don't want to take away from that. Let them enjoy it. But eh, it's not for us. (laughs) (laughs) Before we actually get into things that we didn't like over the year, I do have to say, though, and and this is not to say anything about how great it is podcasting with you. But I really love the times, the few times that I had to work with Marty as well. And as it is the end of the year. That you had to? Well... (laughs) You know what I'm saying. And uh, and we had a great time, both on this podcast as well on All all Comics Considered. We had a fantastic time. We, we teased each other a lot, but really, he's the only person that we've brought on both this one and I, I dare say even our other podcasts that I felt was just a perfect fit immediately. And we really had a ton of fun. I do want to give a shout-out to All Comics Considered. All of that crew is fantastic. I love listening to their podcasts. It was great being on that time, and it was great having Marty on the show. So that is something that I really enjoyed this year.
1: Yeah, Often when I listen to other podcasts, I can't because I just want to, like, start yelling at the people. They're talking like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> I, I, I still do that with opinion. Marty. <laughs> well, for the – yeah. <laughs> but for the most part, when I listen to their episodes, it's just – a very informative it, and a lot of times it's something I'm enjoying but they're also enjoying for a different reason and it gives me a, a different uh, outlook on yeah, certain, certain things. I enjoy it. Now, and now we're going to talk about crap we didn't like. Go for it. Because this
0: was the year of Wolverines. <laughs> 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 this was the year of conversions, of Seeker Wars, of Magic Mirrors. <laughs> oh, the, I forgot about the Magic Mirrors. There mirror. was a lot to not like this year. And I think for me, top of the list is Wolverines, and and I read them all. (laughs) You have to give me props for being dedicated to. Just it's not enough for me to put the nail a little bit in. I got to hammer that right through my hand and through. And and I read them all, and I hated every single one. There are there were a couple of moments that I liked, and that's the thing about Wolverines that kills me because. It's because of Wolverines that we had what I think were among the strongest moments of the year, mm-hmm. be it with some of the, um, quote unquote, lesser known X-Men, like, uh, uh, what's her name, Armor? When she was talking about what she felt about having lost Wolverine and things like that, that was amazing and then you had the little scene with the little X-Men in the mojo world <laughs> and where Spider-Man's giving a hug to little Wolverine after he uh-huh. tells him that Wolverine's said and it was like oh my god did that ever hurt to read so you had these moments that were spectacularly well written but they were drowned out in a sea of crap a tidal wave of crap. It was so bad. And, and I keep going back to my opinion, poorly written, poor concepts, poor delivery, poor everything. Hated it, hated
1: it. For a lot of the stuff, like frequently we'll say like, ah, it might've been a good idea, but a lot of this stuff this year was just not good ideas. Like black mirror, like, where was the good idea in there beyond let's team up the Guardians of the Galaxy with the X-Men? I'm with you on that. But what are they doing? <laughs> no, Black Vortex was horrible,
0: horrible beginning to end. And this whole idea of supersizing freaking heroes as well just to make it cool. It was just a terrible concept. It, you know what I quitted it to? It was Silver Surfer for this age. Let's put a dude on a surfboard in space. In the 60s, that made sense to someone, and they said, let's do it. Here, let's put a magic mirror in space that when you look at it, it supersizes you.
1: I I wouldn't go that far. I would say Silver Surfer is a much better concept than the magic mirror. No, I would not, but I, I put them both on par in terms of stupidity.
0: And then Convergence Secret Wars was the very same event. And both of them, again, in my opinion, failed all in epic form. It it was just unbelievable how much I hated both of these events.
1: I've I've said my piece about Secret Wars, but I didn't even read. I read as much of Convergence as I was forced to for the podcast and no more. Oh,
0: I read more. And just, again, so that I know what's going on and I can kind of follow along with things. And it was horrible. But it was Secret Wars. It's the same goddamn thing. And it was bad. Mm-hmm. Also, Super Superior Iron Man sucked. <laughs> i just going
1: to put see, that out that's there. That's the thing. I'm, I'm not as upset this year because I was a lot more liberal with my eject button. If something didn't work for me after one issue, odds are I didn't pick up issue two. Maybe I would pick up a second issue of some things, but I stuck it out I'm, too long. I'm not as much of a masochist as you were. Really, I'm seriously,
0: sure. I I stuck it out for too long with Superior Iron Man, and I was glad once I stopped.
1: Like, Be- walking Dead. Once I realized oh, Walking Dead wasn't working for me anymore, I have not looked back. The one issue I read was the free one that I got out of a loot crate. <laughs>
0: No. Yeah. I, although I will say I have given up on that. I'm for quite some time as well. So that's, that's done. <laughs> I don't
1: worry. It was a good run. run. Anymore. It's done. All right. But before we wrap up, this was a very monumental year for TV oh, and movies. Yes. I, we had some great stuff. Daredevil flash arrow, agent Carter, I would say Ant-Man, you disagree. <laughs> we also had some crap, Gotham, Ultron, Jessica Jones. But I just in general, like this was a really great year for adaptation, seeing the comics moving beyond the page and for the most part, doing a really good job of it. The Flash is not just
0: one of my favorite superhero shows right now but it's point blank one of my favorite shows. I get excited on Flash Day which is every (laughs) week when it airs. Not a little a lot. It is just such a good show and then what The Flash did brilliantly and not just The Flash but The Flash and Arrow is they understand how much we as not just comic book readers but also viewers love crossovers. We love that shit. And so they're giving us that. Even in small doses throughout the season. Not a lot, but every once in a while, you'll get something. And then you have the big crossovers as well, like the prep for Legends of Tomorrow, which that in and of itself, I'm not that excited for, which is sad, but that's because of the cast more so. Mm-hmm. But the the prep for it was great. A ton of fun. But Flash has been consistently among the best, most fun TV watching this year. I would say, in terms of the strength of the writing, just behind this season's Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
1: Because S.H.I.E.L.D. this season has See, been S.H.I.E.L.D. is amazing. kind of in a nebulous place for me because this season started off amazing, but by the time, it, it, like, the it, mid-season yeah. finale was such a mess for me. Yeah,
0: they kind of, yeah. No, I will agree that it kind of... Some of the storylines aren't as impactful, but some of the stuff that they put out was amazing. Mm -hmm. Agent Carter, I don't know when that actually ended.
1: It it ran like January and February. Yeah, that
0: was like – yeah, that's among the best too in terms of – Easily. What we've seen, yeah, Carter, oh, we cannot wait for the second season. That was so- Couple more weeks. So bloody good. Daredevil, fantastic. Had its issues, had its problems, certainly, but still really good. And I will say, you didn't mention it, but some of Supergirl is actually really quite good.
1: I still haven't even checked yeah. that out yet. So yeah.
0: it's it's not all fantastic. It's nowhere near flash level kind of thing, but there's parts of it that are like, Really, really well done. Plus, it's got freaking the Martian Manhunter is in it now. Really? Dude, that was, well, it's not a surprise anymore because this is weeks ago. But one of the main characters who is supposed to be because the God, what the hell is this deep? I'm terrible with names like that, but he's supposed to be a villain in the comic book and they use that name and that character, Mm. but they decided partway through. They had, they talked about it too. They were having a conversation, Jeff uh, Johns um, and who else? The creators for the TV show and saying they, they love the actor and they would love to see him do something else like the Martian Manhunter. And it was Johns who said, well, why not do it? And so they, they rode around it. And so there's the scene where you see he turns into John Jones and it's like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a great scene because I hadn't been expecting it because I'd been expecting, again, he was going to be a bad guy. But then they kind of were playing with it. And and then he comes out. and I'm like, oh, my God. And so they're playing with that now. So it's kind of weird that some of the best stuff for Supergirl has been the introduction of Marshall Manhunter. <laughs> I'll give it that, but it does have a lot of other stuff that is really quite good as well.
1: Cool stuff. Cool stuff. And I mean, next year is going to be insane with, I mean, like I said, agent Carter's coming back in a couple weeks, everything they're doing legends tomorrow, flash arrow shield. Uh, we're getting season two of daredevil. Um, I think the Luke cage series should be out next year. Movies-wise, we've got everything from Deadpool and Age of Apocalypse. <laughs> you saw the to... second trailer of Deadpool? I, I think it's second. But anyway, the,
0: the, yeah. the one that just came out, yes. Yes. I have Funny, to say...
1: but I'm like, okay, I, I don't know if I want 90 minutes of this. <laughs> I, I'm i not a huge... As has
0: been abundantly made clear throughout the years. <laughs> you
1: know me. My favorite part was Colossus showing. I'm up. not a
0: big Deadpool fan, and yet I watched this, and I watched it a few times. I went... <laughs> Okay, this is really funny. Yeah, this it's is fun. funny. And this has the
1: potential to be good. <laughs> I mean, we have Civil War coming up. We have Doctor Strange. We have Batman versus oh, Superman. Did, so you see, for, did you see the new pictures with. Benedict Cumberbatch is Strange. Here's the thing. It looks awesome, but it's just one of those things where I can't not see Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, no, I saw it. Maybe like it's in motion in film. But when I look at the picture, I'm like, oh, Benedict Cumberbatch is cosplaying as Doctor Strange. As far as I'm concerned, especially with the last images we've seen, it is
0: literally picture-perfect casting in my oh, opinion. Oh, it, it is. It is. It's, it, that's him. It, he's and,
1: just one of those actors that ugh, I have a hard time uh, – separating the actor from the role sometimes just because the way he looks and the way he sounds, it's so him. I, <laughs> so, I don't care.
0: I'm, I'm on board. I, I'm
1: not hating on it. I'm just saying oh, it, you are for me personally. It's, it's, it's something I'm going to have to get over. I cannot wait. Every time I
0: see something new, <laughs> it's like,
1: Oh God, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I'm sure I'm forgetting a bunch of other stuff because 2016 is going to be absolutely insane. Yeah. For, and, Comic stuff on movies. It is a good time to be us. (laughs) And there's no Fantastic Four movie this year. Sigh of relief. (laughs) All right. So um, I think we're going to skip on what we're reading because we've basically been talking about it for the last 45 minutes. Okay. And uh, just quickly onto this week's uh, selected new releases from Marvel. We have all new Wolverine number three, Amazing Spider-Man number six, Drax number two, Nova number three. Obi-Wan and Anakin, number one, which is fitting in like right before that Clone Wars era. Rocket, Raccoon and Groot, number one, as well as Spidey, number two. From DC, Batman and Robin Eternal, number 13. Injustice Gods Among Us year four annual is out, uh, as well as year five just started up as well on the digital side. Uh, Justice League, number 47 and Superman annual number three. Image brings us Black Magic number three, East of West number 23, Lazarus number 21, and Rat Queens number 14. And finally, from IDW, Gem and the Holograms number 10, Ragnarok number seven. Really been waiting for that to come back. And Transformers, Sins of the Wreckers number two. So that's going to wrap it up here at Comic Book Informer. Please stop by, let us know uh, in the comments at comicbookinformer.com or even on iTunes. or, or We're still not on Stitcher, are we? Yes, we, we are. need to fix that. Are, we we? are? I don't know. I, I know you said you we were going to be, but I don't think we ever actually made it there. <laughs> Seriously? Okay, I'm gonna have to check that. <laughs> but still, let us know what uh, some of your stuff that you liked this year that maybe we forgot, or you can hit us up on Twitter at CB Informer. So until next week and next year, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate the support. It's a blast to do this show, but it's even more fun to share it with you, listeners. So see you next year. Indeed. Make sure to stop by
0: comicbookinformer.com and let the guys know what you think in the comments. If you'd like to hear more from Roger and Vince, check out Popcorn Ronin, a bi-weekly movie, TV, and anime podcast, as well as For the Lore, a weekly gaming podcast.
1: going to do your intro? I didn't hear the music. I was waiting. Oh, shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The music was playing on my side. (laughs) In my defense, I had to redo a whole bunch of cables (laughs) when it was reorganizing. (laughs) It works. It's just that. Oh, Jesus. I had to Fix a couple of things in audition and apparently I I screwed up. (laughs) You're not here. Let's just pretend the music was there. It's not that big a deal. This is how we roll. (laughs) I can hum it if you want. I
1: really can't. You're on. You realize the
0: longer this drags on, the less likely I am to edit it all out. <laughs>
1: like, I care. <laughs> well, guess we're not going to win any awards this year. Yeah. We're too unprofessional. <laughs>